Welcome to a Myths and Men podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show, you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. Myths and Men, back at it again. Good morning. How y'all doing out there? Um, I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this is of Myths and Men podcast. Uh, May the fourth be with you. Oh, yes. Yeah? I mean, yes. we missed it it's by kinda, a couple of days. It's weeks. kind of gone by a little yeah. bit. But yeah. I... I I, I was confused about that a little bit. Was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, what's... Oh, okay, the force, the fourth. Yeah, okay. come on, man. This I know. Is, I know. Me, man. You got to catch I, up with I this I know, stuff. I know. It was like, okay, people are going around me, the fourth be with you. Yes. And I'm like, um, I'm still working. That's the problem. Okay. <laughs> You're working too much, man, when well, you can't enjoy the fourth, right, man. Right, right. You're supposed to binge watch, binge watch every episode that exists, right? Back issues, stories, read books, and just consume yourself with all things Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. I know. Yeah, but but I've I've done well. I mean, yeah. I I went back to the Force Awakens. I okay. love I love that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one has a lot of meaning for me. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. This is a random thing, but my wife like I would have enjoyed um, Episode Seven. No, the Force Awakens more if I had known the backstories because I guess the other day she was watching. Um, it might have been. When did the the walk the walk I always want to call them the Wookies the Wookies the um the little short guys um when did Ewoks they, Ewoks I don't know my brain you in this morning right. time right the right. Ewoks they show up is it the third one or the second one Revenge or I think in the third one okay so that was on um TV the other day and I guess the scene or me explaining to her the 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 love interest between, you know, Han Solo and Princess Leia and then her kind of liking her brother at one point in time, not knowing that they were related. She was like, oh, I would have enjoyed The Force Awakens so much more had I known all this backstory. But I was trying to tell her, like, that was a standalone in a sense of if you didn't have any background information, there was enough there that you can just enjoy it for what it was. But she's just so nosy. That she just can't <laughs> let things be and just enjoy it for what it is, right? You know? Right. I feel like I don't know. That was just a random. Uh, yes, thing. it was such. A, it was such a a standalone mm. movie to me, yeah. and I didn't feel like you had to know much about mm. the the past, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I just had to put that out there publicly because it eats me up every time we sit down, and she just ugh, she just ruins my day with that. Like I just made her so miserable having to watch that whole movie, and she couldn't. Well, let's try to brighten up your day. Okay, this thank morning. you, man. Okay. I appreciate that. All right. I think that that'll be helpful. Okay. Please, thank you so much for getting me okay. out of the slump, right? <laughs> so, are you going to give us the lineup for today and talk? talk what yes, are we going to talk about? So, in light of Guardian of the Galaxy Volume Two, right, getting released uh, this past weekend, um, I guess depending on when you listen to this, right? Uh, right. We were excited about the theme. Yeah, I mean, underlying. I was really blown away by the theme. Yeah. So. You know about father yes. again. It comes out, and I'm yeah. thinking, okay, who's ever writing the the, the Guardian of the Galaxy? Yeah. Who is the person? Do you know? I don't know who the writers are for this uh, particular right movie. But they but. certainly come out with the father theme. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty powerful in yeah. this in this one. So we're yeah. going to be talking about fathers again and the importance of f- fatherhood and and being fathered, and also you know what happens when we're not fathered, mm-hmm. and you know 
who do we look to and who do we turn to? So I, I think this movie has uh, some real deep uh, information for men to, mm-hmm. to pick up and to kind of uh, think about for their for their own lives. Yeah, and even what it means to be a terrible father. As, right, right. As I mean, in this, yes, exactly. Well, you right. know, there, there are these, I mean, there's definitely the good father in mm-hmm. there, but there's a terrible father in there too, yeah. and, and we need to kind of bring that to light. So oh, that, yeah. that's going to be important for anybody listening today who really needs to to think about um, how they were parented, especially by their fathers. You know, a lot of us get parented by our mothers, and, um, and you know, that has its own issues, mm-hmm. but um, we, we kind of get close to our mothers, we love our mothers, and, you know, uh, there's a problem when our fathers aren't really involved in our lives and what that does to us, especially, you know, we're, we can talk about young boys, but then, of course, you know, I'm I'm in my fifties. Mm-hmm. You're in your thirties, right? Uh-huh. I know. I don't want to give it away. All right. Um, um, but you know, so but I see guys all through the different decades mm-hmm. of um, manhood struggling because of what they didn't get when they were mm-hmm. children, especially with their fathers. So we're going to be talking about that today. Yeah, I I think that this was fodder for the fire, man. It was so much details and so right. much, you know what I mean? Just little minute pieces in here. That right. it just got my my juices flowing, as right. they say. All right, cool. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna do a like a character by character breakdown, um, and then just throw in our little you know two cents here and there, and we'll just kind of wrap up with the overall overarching overarching themes that kind of stuck out to us. Um, because I think we probably we didn't talk about this as to not spoil it, so this would be like you know first time hearing it from each other, right? Uh, but I think it probably struck us different, you know, right. in different ways, mm-hmm. uh, just depending on you know, our backgrounds and our own even issues in life with our own fathers. Um, so I feel like is there a hierarchy we should have? I mean, is it like Peter? I guess and ego probably have the the biggest piece in there, but we can kind of jump in with let's jump in with Drax because I think his was. Um, a little less highlighted, you know, just in terms right. of his relationship with his wife and with his his daughter that clearly aren't in the movie or whatever, but his even his kind of uh interactions, you know, and, and when his scenes came up and what they were talking about his fatherhood issues, whatever. It seemed like he was a loving dad, cared about his family, was sad that they weren't with him. Um and even when Mantis felt him, she could feel that his Sorrow was real, right? Which led to her even oh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, we gotta do that stuff. If you haven't oh, okay. seen the movie You'll be ruined by the end of this episode. <laughs> right. So that's on Hope you. Hopefully, you saw this right before right. you uh, came to us for yeah. some real good uh, psychological history yeah. and background yeah. here. That's okay. what we do. Yeah. So Drax, so he he is big, strong, muscle head. You know, tough guy. He wants to destroy a a, a whole alien by himself by going. I, on I love him. I think he's hilarious. I mean, <laughs> I is. love his his humor yep. and, but in some ways, he he's sort of. Uh, uh, He's the example of the over testosterone, <laughs> uh, over muscular yep. sort of guy who, you, you know, you sort of picture in the gym, right, right, and right. and you know, so in some ways he's the stereotype mm-hmm. of men who are in the gym and not too bright, right. not too smart, <laughs> right, making up words. I know so Quill would literally tell him something and he'd change the word up immediately and then run with that. Right, right. it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, he's just like. So he's this like stereotypical guy, yeah, yeah. and and I think it comes out really nicely here. Mm-hmm. I, I 
you know, obviously we don't want to bash men, but mm -hmm. you know, some stereotypes are just so hilarious. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, even the idea like like sarcasm was lost on him. He's, he's blunt, you know what I mean, to a fault, you know what I mean. And, right. And even when he tried to clean things up, like you're beautiful on the inside. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. Uh, he just, he was just. Like, uh, you're ugly, and then he said, blah, blah. <laughs> "Oh, that was amazing." I'm like, I'm gonna hyperventilate just laughing about yeah, him. Man. He's, he's uh, hilarious. Yeah, like, so so I can imagine like how he was as a as a, a father. You know what I mean? He probably was, you know, with that big meathead stereotype and 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 being, you know, very straightforward, being blunt. He probably was very loving and very caring. It seemed like he was very tender when it came to that romantic relationship with his wife and with his, his daughter, right? right. Um, you think of just any movie or TV or book where you have like a Viking or some warrior that's out murdering people and destroying people's lives and rape, pillaging, and plunder, but with his own family, he's tender and loving and caring and intentional about raising their child, which would be the opposite of somebody that you would think is a typical warrior that's out murdering people. He right. would just be laying women down and having women all over, uh, or children all over the place and being irresponsible and just being a... Someone that's concerned with this uh pro pro pro, pro, genus, pro what's the word I want to use prodigy pro what's the word for your 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 lineage it starts with the p progenity bro you're not helping me out you know what I'm talking about I'm gonna Google it while we talk okay I was gonna um, say pretty much prodigy I think prodigy that, there yeah, you go yeah, that's yeah. the word that's I, I the think word? that that's the right word all right cool. I was just trying to follow you there I was having yeah. a a little brain fart. It's all there. good, man. Okay. I talk fast and it's early. Um, but he, you know, you would think a guy like that would just be concerned with his prodigy. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, he, he, I think that, I don't know if they ever explain it more uh, or go into more details about his background outside of the first one or whatever. But, well, you know, in his character, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, he's demonstrating the macho mm -hmm. guy. Yes. Right. And, you know, the body is there. Um, not too bright, little dim light mm -hmm. upstairs, you know. <laughs> but you know, I, I at the end of the movie, Groot gets really tired, right? Yeah. And Groot kind of la lays down like a little baby on on uh, uh, Drax's Drax's, yeah. Yeah, shoulder, mm -hmm. and it was such a touching moment, mm -hmm. right? That out of this kind of macho, uh, kind of meathead kind of uh, presentation a stereotype that Groot saw the father in him and yeah. felt the father in him, felt yeah. protected, yeah. felt loved, felt cared for. Yeah. And so um, I just, I really got into that. Yeah. It was just a moment. I almost got a little teary-eyed when I saw him kind of lay down on Groot's shoulder. And it was just like, okay, he recognizes the tender side of yeah. this of this big brute guy, you know. And so I, I thought that was just neat. Yeah. Even when um, they were in the, the spaceship earlier on and uh, – I think Groot was in the front area, mm -hmm. and um, Peter Quill threw him back to Drax, as right. opposed to like Gamora or you know what I'm right, saying. Right. Like, and he was the one that was all right. He held him, and then not like, to the female, right, not right, to right. what would be considered the mother image, yep, yep, the yep. archetype of the mother, but to actually to Drax, yeah. you know, as a as a sign that he was, you know, his protector, mm -hmm. his his you know, caregiver. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was really touching. Yes. Yeah. That, that was, that, yeah. I, it did stick out to me mm -hmm. when he did that. And it was like, I wonder if anyone even noticed that. Probably you know? not. Probably not. Cause you think, right. You probably people were looking on the level of, Oh, he's strong. You you know what I'm saying? Oh, and Gamora was doing something else, but it doesn't matter. Like these days, wise will have seven babies on them and still cooking and, and driving and going to work and doing whatever they do. And I think the idea of the man just being a breadwinner and, 
even that role of protector kind of gets lost in the idea of I just go to work every day. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's not just because he was strong physically, because clearly Gamora was strong too. You can see when she picks up that machine gun right. that fell off the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And it's she just like, tough, yeah, right. you know what I mean? So clearly they both have strength, but again, it's that idea that that father role theme that kind of ran through it. And like, mm-hmm. yo, this is, he's a, a formidable person that could fill in the role of, of dad for a group. Again, you know, the, the writers of this movie, it, uh, you know, you wonder if it, this is unconscious stuff coming out in their mm. in their writing, and they're just putting this stuff in there, or is, do they really sit down and think, okay, let's think think of a theme here? Because I mean, it was just all about fathers yeah. in this whole whole movie. It probably leaks out, you know what I mean? Like right. I have to feel like everybody, like we, you know, our episode father wound and wounded son, and just having ideas like even making Groot you know baby Groot and like really capturing a child right and right you know what I mean it's right. like it just I mean I don't know man like I don't know if they read books or what but it's just exuded from them you know what I mean in this situation so we have to interview them one day and figure that out would be neat that, that would from, be really neat right? all right well since we talked about Gamora uh let's let's talk about Gamora and her sister um her sister's name again Nebula right? Nebula right and kind of their relationship and their father wounds, you know, the female characters, but it still stems from the idea of having a, a dad who was an interesting character, according to their, their recollection of him. Right? Yeah, that was Thanos, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. So, it, you know, it, it was interesting to me that when Nebula, every time she, you know, she would lose mm-hmm. the father... Thanos would change something about her. Yeah, cut right? her. Yeah, even she said, cut her, took her brain out, right? Right, and replaced right. Pull, it, pull, arm. pulled her arms out. Yep. You know, like, yep. you know, you really wonder what what was going on in this yeah. mind, the mind of Thanos, and this is sort of obviously a, a maybe a metaphor for bad fathering. True, you yep. know, unhealthy mm-hmm. fathering. If I want to be correct here, yeah. but um, never being satisfied with. Mm the child um, always wanting to change the child mm-hmm. uh, these are this is where the wounding starts to happen and you know we do talk a lot about men and fathers and sons here but when we really think about um, the whole understanding of fathers and daughters and or, or fathers and children um, you know I've said more than once with men I've asked them especially if they have children um, you know are you trying to live vicariously through your child you know, it's the the example of the father who's on the sidelines at the football game with his son in the game and screaming bloody murder at his son, you know, and and almost shaming his son, you know, from the sidelines. And you wonder, what is this father trying to do? Is he trying to live on the mm-hmm. on the football field through his son? Mm-hmm. Um, is he trying to make his uh, make up for what he didn't do in his past? Mm-hmm. And these are the sorts of things that really cause deep harm in children right Mm -hmm. so with nebula it's just very evident it's like okay thanos um is trying to create something here uh he's not satisfied with the femininity of of nebula he wants to masculinize um nebula and so he takes all the parts takes her parts out Mm -hmm. and puts other parts in machine parts right which Mm -hmm. are basically sort of symbolic of what it um, an uninitiated male is like mm-hmm. uh, an unhealthy male is like, which is, you know, uh, stoic and um, strong and you know forceful and aggressive and angry and violent and you know all those things that we see and equate an uninitiated man, you know, um, image, male image, um, is now being you know demonstrated through uh, Nebula, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So that's. I mean, it's it, it was. 
as you were speaking, I was like, yo, this just it's this dude is trying to make up for his like on a psycho, you know, maybe you know, I don't know, psychoanalytical. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was, I was, I try not to do that so much, but just right. thinking the Freudian. And if you had this man sitting on the couch, Thanos, like, yo, it sounds like to me. What you were doing to your daughter, you're trying to make up for your own deficiencies. Right. Because you see her as weak. You see her as incapable of beating her older sister, which who is able to do that, right? Right. Um, any older sibling, unless you're you know, stronger or bigger or whatever, um, you, she's deficient. You see that as your own deficiencies. And so in order to make up for that, you're you're trying to change her. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're placing parts to make her stronger. To make, But like this is your issue. This isn't your daughter's issue. And you need to deal with your issue. Right. 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 You know what I mean? Like right. this is this is. Like parents, fathers make their children a reflection of them to a detriment. And as a, in terms, instead of raising a child, developing a child, shaping and molding them, and helping them to be their best who they are, right? Recognizing their characteristics, recognizing their qualities, seeing their flaws, and helping them be better. Instead, you're like, oh, this, you know, on the inside, this probably makes him feel weak. He doesn't have the words to explain that, right? He doesn't say right, that, right. but this is his way of doing that, and he's destroying the two lives of these 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 children. You know, I I see that a lot, and I'm certain you do too. Mm-hmm. When you're working with men, that there is there are these generational wounds and generational woundings that happen. You know, so you get men who, uh, if you do a little history on them and ask them about their their relationship with their fathers and then even with the grandparent mm-hmm. the the grandfather and 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 so on you see where the generational wounding comes down and then now it's with the man that's sitting in the chair or mm-hmm. the, on the uh, sofa with you know with us mm-hmm. and and it's like okay um, do you recognize where you've been wounded do you recognize where you're wounding your own children and how can we stop the wounding and really stop that generational stuff from coming down. So Thanos, you know, obviously, you know, there, there, there's history in any, you know, character. And yet, you know, Thanos is not happy with who he is, obviously. Really? And, yeah. and then, you know, and is trying to toughen up his daughter mm-hmm. um, by changing parts of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is very symbolic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and, and so... When we do that, we really are rejecting the child and saying, "Okay, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not strong enough. Um, you're not, and and of course, a lot for men when we when we hear this, it's like you're not man enough, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so uh, again, it's all about the the parts. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know how many guys have had body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. um, yeah. body image problems because their fathers uh, made fun of them because they were fat or, mm-hmm. or try to toughen them up. You're not man enough, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then, you know, they adopt a sort of position of aggression in order to feel masculine. And it's unfortunate because that's all coming out of those wounds that the father put puts in place. Yeah. Man, that's, that's so big. Like we don't, there's not enough, maybe there is somewhere out there, but there, I feel like in, in mainstream talk, there's not enough body male, image shaming dysmorphic you know issues that are brought to the forefront because you know again men don't talk about this stuff but the idea is like man like you know i i didn't have that so much but more so like my body type is more like my mom's and i'm taller than my mom you know but i'm as tall as my dad but i have her frame so my dad they used to call him chest in high school and all this stuff and tough guy and you know all these different things and i'm not that you know i tried to be a tough guy to whatever extent, but I was always shorter and weight less than everybody else. So I had right. to talk big or whatever. I'm like the chihuahua barking. 
Um, and then the pit bulls just looking like, all right, get out of here. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Um, it reminds me, you remember, was it Bugs Money where they had the two dogs and he, the big dog would always slap the little dog? Ah, shut up. You <laughs> right, remember that exactly. One when he would just start barking or whatever? I was that guy, but nobody ever slapped me because they knew better, <laughs> right? Anyway, but just like that could have been my world where I'm just become this world class weightlifter and do all these different things because I'm so ashamed that I'm not as big as my father. I don't have the same body type, but I just didn't care enough. But I can imagine that being the case for so many guys in, you know, in the, in those yeah, situations yeah. where, you know, they get shamed on that level. And even to where maybe if you're not the most handsome or, if, you know, your dad has all the swag and charisma and he doesn't impart that on you in a mental state, you know, in terms of let me give you the game and a mouthpiece that can make you have a little swag and charisma right, where right. if you don't physically have the physique or whatever, um, you can make up for it in other areas. Um, and like you said, it becomes anger. It becomes, you know, maybe uh, abuse to others in right. your life, significant yeah. others or whatever. And, you know, it's 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 a shame that men aren't taught more how to be comfortable with their body type, right. with the skin they're in right. or whatever, so they don't have to make up for it in all these other areas or whatever. And again, you know, speaking to Nebula uh, and her situation, this is probably where in society we're, we're starting to see the the aggression and the masculinization of women mm-hmm. um maybe through the feminist movement mm-hmm. um and so you you see that you see her nebula very angry mm-hmm. and you know um i don't know how many times on the 285 i've been almost <laughs> run over you know <laughs> soccer moms yeah, yeah soccer moms <laughs> lovely soccer moms <laughs> Pointing a pistol at me, you know, it's like, like, you gonna get this work. I know. It's like, you know, um, my son always says, you know, why do they have to use their SUVs as weapons? (laughs) And I drive a mini, so it's like, okay, and I don't have any confidence issues around my mini. Okay. So, you know, it's like those, yeah. And, you know, but it get run over by an SUV and yeah. a soccer mom on her way to wherever. Yeah, right. Some tournament somewhere. <laughs> like, she's stressed out. But that I mean, but that's the point, right? So Gamora's like, yo, I just, I was trying to survive every day, right? I was a scared little girl. I didn't know what was going on. Didn't have the word. Didn't have the vocabulary. Couldn't fight dad back and say, leave us alone. And so she was just doing her thing like yo i'm i i don't i see what he does to you when you know when you lose right? right i'm not trying to have any of my parts taken away and so she was fighting out a response of of trying to survive you know right. and that happens with, with boys too you, you know dads toughen up they you know fight against each other do that sometimes right. you even have moms that are like you know oh you lost that fight keep fighting them until you win you right. know and it's yeah. whether it's a sibling or somebody in the streets or whatever um and so the idea is like and she's having a conversation with uh, with Nebula, like, let's stop. Like, this is done. Like, please. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? And it damaged their relationship so much to where, I don't know if she was really going to do it or not, but she was going to put her sister in prison and allow her yeah. to rot in jail because of the beef that they had. Who does that? You rescue your sister from the situation only just to let her go to jail forever. You know what I mean? And so it ruined their relationship. It put them at odds against each other. Um, you mentioned something in, in, the, in the pre-show talk, but just the idea of like, I guess more, just more the same, like you already said, just becoming masculine, losing your femininity, losing your identity. And, and to the point where she was her hell bent on, I just want this money and this spaceship so I can go find my dad and kill him. Like, right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't enough just to like be freed from him. And, you know, most people just want to get away from destructive people and, and terrible parents. She was like, no, no, no. It's not enough to be away from him. I want him to die. Like he's going to feel the pain that I feel. You know what I mean? I have had. Um, in my history of working with men, sim- uh, good examples of 
boys who were um, rejected, shamed mm. by their fathers grow up. And I mean, I've had some pretty violent men in my you know work and you know uh, attack their fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, use a, ba- a baseball bat. You know, mm-hmm. like some pretty violent stuff. And and you think, okay. Uh, you know, you people want to say, you know, well, th- these boys are aggressive, but you know it, that comes out from that shame and that mm-hmm. wounding that that boys experience, and and then you wonder why they're aggressive. Mm-hmm. You wonder why they're, you know, violent, and it's all because they're wounded, yeah. and, and so it's pretty pretty bad. So I understand that, you know, that Nebula wanted to have have that, you know, revenge, yeah. you know, because she was shamed for not, you know winning mm-hmm. all the time and and then she was shamed again you know with body parts mm-hmm. and 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 rejected yeah by her dad yeah that's man. A, it's a horrible thing one of these days we're gonna have to have the missing men or something like man camp where we like the what's it called deprogram dudes right right that have kind of struggled with this this violent tendencies based on the shame and the hurts and the rejection that they felt and teach them that it's okay not to have to respond with violence and to not to have to fight back all the time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, if you're listening to this program and you've got anger issues and aggression, you know, the first thing that I would really encourage you to do is to get help. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't shame yourself. Just recognize where you got wounded. And mm-hmm. where, out of the wound comes the, the pain, and the pain is expressed in anger and aggression. And so we really got to get to the wound. You can't go to anger management and just be told not to be angry. Right. Stop being angry. <laughs> right. I mean, like, so it's just silly. Yeah. Um, you know, ang- real tr- true anger management is wound management. Mm-hmm. It's like dealing with my wound and mm-hmm. understanding where I got shamed and how I got hurt and doing going back into my history and, and looking at myself on a, on that level and say, where am I hurt? You know, and then working to heal that wound mm-hmm. or those wounds. Uh, so that I'm not responding in pain, mm-hmm. and which means I'm not going to respond with anger and re- aggression. You yeah, know? and like you, you've, we've talked about before, like not allowing the feminine idea of what man manhood looks like, and and not l- even losing sight of what anger can do, because there's benefits of being fueled by anger. You follow? Yes. Me? You know oh, what yeah. I mean, and I, not mean saying, I love anger. Yeah. I think la- anger is a healthy yeah. healing emotion. Yes. When it's done correctly right. yep. and when it's understood, I have mm-hmm. a good relationship with my anger. Mm-hmm. I use my anger um, when it comes to. Yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and I make no apologies for using my anger when it comes to human rights and mm-hmm. standing up for disadvantaged individuals mm-hmm. and understanding um, and, and wanting to work towards, you know, helping people who, who don't have mm-hmm. what I have had in my life, you know. So I use anger in a healthy way and I believe in anger. So, you know, once you have the healing, mm-hmm. the wound healing, then you can go back to the anger and understand what it's really meant for, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. It's it's uh righteous indignation at right. some point in time, yeah, right? Absolutely. Right, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Man, it's 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 amazing how these little subtle things that happen. Well, I guess with Thanos and Gamora and Neb and, and it's funny because, you know, I had to do more research on Thanos, but maybe he didn't have sons. And you know what I mean? Maybe right. he wanted sons. Right. Maybe right? he wanted and sons. Part yeah. of having these daughters is the trigger for him and he's gonna make them tough. He's gonna make them whatever because he didn't have a a prodigy, right? Now, right, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh that ex- that consisted of 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 males, you know, and so it's it's 
dads again if you don't have daughters if you don't have sons and you want sons you might have to go adoption route you know what i mean yeah. and not make your daughters your sons you know my wife talks about that all the time i don't think her dad did anything intentional but the he i think he, she says all the time me and my my sister her you know the two oldest were like his sons for a little while you know they oh, did all okay. the the lifting and moving stuff and furniture and all i mean you, you only got you know those are your kids so you need help around right, the house whatever right. the case may be uh but he said it, she was like you know in some aspects we were kind of like little boys you know uh of course you know they'd end up being that way but you know i think they were intentional about being good parents but you can very easily um masculate just like you can demasculate right. a son, you know, right. certain ways, but you can make your, your daughter in, unintentionally. And it's 2017. People have different thoughts about that. But, you know, just not necessarily traditional roles, like they should have been cooking and cleaning. Right. But there's there's ways of being that are men. There's ways of yeah. thinking. There's ways Absolutely. of doing. There's ways of, you know what I mean, that, that it's okay, you know what I mean, to be a man and think this way and to be a woman and think this way without it being, you know, stereotypical gender roles. Right. And we have to be mindful of raising our children in such a way that it's, comfortable for who they are and their uh what they're displaying as you know as they grow up you know absolutely and i and i think so so when we talk about thanos i mean i think that's a good segue into understanding ego too Mm -hmm. because ego you know had the you know his whole stereotypical masculine image was Mm -hmm. i'm going to spread my seed around right all, all you know all these planets mm-hmm. you know which i thought again was like okay this is pretty deep yeah you know um and understanding male um minds and and you know the way we think and mm-hmm. instinct and all that you know like he's spreading his seed around and not really taking responsibility for his <laughs> <laughs> at all his actions right. or his or even the children that came out of that you mm-hmm. know and so again for men it's really important to understand the role of fatherhood and what it means as to be a father. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we should actually just talk about okay. ego okay. right now. Did you, I was going to say, do you want to do Rocket at all? I mean, Oh, yeah. Okay, you want to do Rocket? You want to do Rocket now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because we'll, I, I want to end with ego and Peter because it okay, was like good. the biggest. The okay, biggest we'll come back to okay. ego then. But no, I didn't. I felt, I felt bad. I was like, oh, man, no, no, really excited good. about ego right now. Man. It's all right. I can get re-excited. You sure? Okay, yeah. Okay, energize you? Yes, yes. And just Rocket, just real quick, because his character... He was created in the lab, you know, by scientists, and he's having conversations with Yandu, which I think was, like, amazing, right? Their whole, like, I know who you are. I see you. You're me. Right. You know, this angry little dude that pushes everybody away because you don't want to feel that pain and you don't want to, you know, feel love or whatever. And it's your, you're overcompensating uh, by being a, a jerk um, to everybody, right, all mm-hmm. the time um, because you're just masking and covering your own wounds. You know, and the people that created him, they weren't his biological fathers, but they were the people that were responsible for creating him. And the way they created and raised him and conditioned him was to be this hard, tough jackass of a dude that was aloof and stealing stuff just to be stealing stuff, just to be, a, you know, just just to be a dick. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, exactly. And putting everybody's life at risk, you know what I mean? Just to fuel his own ego or desire right. to, you know, one up someone else, you know? I think... <laughs> First of all, he's a cute character. Okay, I mean, who who doesn't like a can, raccoon, right? Can I touch your pet? Yes, can I touch your pet? A trash panda. You call a, panda. a trash panda. I know, I know that was hilarious. I was like, oh my god, poor little thing, you know. So so he's kind of cute, and he's kind of you know he's got this um, almost like a New Yorkish right right attitude yeah, yeah, right. Yes, so yeah. it's even funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of reminds me of being back in New York, and uh, uh, yet. 
there there is a history here and i think it's kind of like the kid who um was born but mm. never knew his father mm. it's like okay what well what do you do when you don't have structure around you um uh, what do you do when you don't have that that uh father who sets sets the rules in the house and mm-hmm. enforces the ruling rules in the house mm-hmm. you know not in a negative bad way but really just with the intent of uh making the child safe and mm-hmm. you know and then teaching the child that there are rules in society and that we have to follow the rules of society which mean don't steal right right and, and don't <laughs> do bad things right? right right and so again on a very unconscious level and when we talk about um the male archetype you know uh it the male archetype is the archetype that helps children understand that there are boundaries in mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. and that um good behavior uh, you know community behavior mm-hmm. which is really that ability to emotionally understand one another mm-hmm. and stay within bounds so that we have good healthy boundaries really does come from the father because ultimately the father represents society in general. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to say this, and this is heartbreaking. Um, You know, I spent 20 years in New York City on the streets working with gang members. And, you know, the the common denominator obviously was that there were either um, fathers who in the home that were not involved with their children and, you know, worked hard, but still didn't understand that they needed to actually spend time with their children. Mm -hmm. So that was a big background issue as well as father absent fathers um, being a big background issue and I used to say to parents and and the community I was in a, a community leader at that point that you know we have to bring parenting back to the home mm-hmm. because we're using the criminal justice system as a way to parent come children on, come on okay man. and yep. that just used to bother me so much I mean I could let out a bunch of curse words right yep. now just because you know the criminal justice system is not a way to parent children right yeah you know um these children needed parenting at home and when the father's in the home he's he's the one to you know back up mom Mm -hmm. so to speak not that mom doesn't have the authority and power but that you know there's a physical nature there too Mm -hmm. that um, children understand the difference between feminine um energy and male uh, masculine energy Mm -hmm. and so the male archetype is about structure and it's about putting boundaries around the family and a bit boundaries around the children and and teaching the child that if you break these boundaries there are consequences in the home but then if you as you grow up, you realize that that there are huge con- consequences in society, mm-hmm. and and we need to teach children that really early in life. But that doesn't happen. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's really just something that you know I, I see as a, a valuable mm-hmm. uh, understanding. Yeah, and I mean he he, <laughs> this dude is a rocket is an example of that person that gets created that you're saying right. right. So you have these makers like a father, right, right, that create within him the ability to do these awesome things, right, these skill sets, these ninja jujitsu creeping, and he makes, designs bombs and weapons, you know what I mean? And he gets off on torturing these guys. I remember the right, scene he kept right. pulling them up and making them fall up. But yeah. <laughs> right, that was hilarious, I tell you. <laughs> he enjoys them being in pain, right, and comes up with all these things to, to inflict wounds on people, but not right. healing right not helping well i guess he's helping to a certain extent but he didn't use his his skills for for good and that was the um, the design of the people so the design of his makers were to make them this hardened 
person, right, to not have feelings, but he had them, right, to not be concerned, but he was concerned, to to not outwardly show the things that are going on the inside, even when they left him. Like, he, it probably hurt him. Like, he, he had the moment where I think where he was talking to Peter, and he was like, yeah, we'll be back or whatever. I, I forget who he was talking to, but the idea was, like, they left him alone with the prisoner and, and baby group. You know what I'm saying? Right, and right. like, yo, like, I, I'm sure that hurt him, but he didn't have the words to express that. And so in order to, you know, get his dollies off, he's going <laughs> to hurt these guys that come along. Or yeah, whatever, right? yeah. And so, like you're saying, he, he like I was saying, I, I got a little sidetracked with the hurting the people, but him not being able to have a relationship with the creators that w- was loving, that was meaningful, that was something that would bring him joy created this other guy who got off on being mean being a jerk not getting close to people pushing people away because he wasn't raised right you know what i mean right and so like you're saying if you if you're the father that's not setting up the boundaries that's not giving good rules that's not giving good ideas on what it means to be a human and living in in a a social structure right rocket is is what the the end result will be yeah absolutely the 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 example of a guy with a chip on his shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and and bitter towards life and and people. So mm-hmm. has a total disregard for people's people and their property, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, yeah. Racing, he's a sociopath. I think Rocket is a sociopath. Yeah, a little to bit. Some, yeah, a little extent, bit there. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. pretty close to yeah. it. You know, <laughs> I think he has redeemable qualities for sure. For sure. For and sure, I think that sure. that comes out towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, where where he really does, you you can then begin to sympathize for this yeah. this creature this yeah. this animal yeah. um but he does have redeemable qualities yeah yeah i mean he knows and so i, I wasn't saying everybody that has that type of dad is going to be a sociopath <laughs> if you're listening no but no. just the idea like he recognized like you know the last scene like hey i'm not losing any more people today you know what right. i'm saying like i don't want i can't like he's come to realize like yo like yes i'm hurting uh, I, I don't want to be this person and let me change my demeanor and my behavior and be concerned about the well-being of others, you know? Right. So that was good. And his his relationship, I think we should talk about Yandu for a minute. Right, you yeah, know, yeah. like, um, you know, that relationship, just thinking about Yandu, you know, it's almost like his own shadow, mm-hmm. um, you know, the darker mm-hmm. side of, um, of himself. So mm-hmm. um, do you know the history of Yandu? So yeah, so basically Yandu was um he became one of the space traders or whatever you want to call it, right? Um and instead of being a person who was like moral, um although I mean they're thieves, right? But the thing is, you know, the code. There's the code, a code there, yeah, yeah you right. Know, you know, there's always supposed to be honor among thieves, but it's right. usually no honor among thieves, right? The only we don't traffic children. You can steal whatever, take whatever, do whatever you do, be the pirate of all pirates, but you don't traffic children right and so because of greed and because of his desire for money and things he broke that code and he gets put out of the brotherhood so he wanted the brotherhood he wanted the fellowship he he wanted a seat at the table right he wanted to uh be respected and loved but because he broke the code he he wasn't allowed to participate in you know what that meant to be a part of the brotherhood right right and so i think um I'm, i'm trying to remember like his I don't have it on the top of my tongue, tip of my tongue, just in terms of the his family upbringing. I'm pretty sure he was a orphan, you know, mm-hmm. um, and kind of just finding his way. And so I think that's he's having when his. It's funny that he doesn't have this recollection of what he's done until he loses his power, right? When he when he when his uh his uh 
his helmet, not helmet, but his uh, wing, the fin, the wing, fin yeah, and his yeah, fin gets yeah. knocked off his head. Right. And he's sitting in the cell alone, realizing like, oh, you know what? Like, let me reflect on my life and see where I've messed up and the things that I've done wrong. And he was like, yo, like, I I, I messed up. Yeah. I, I've done wrong by people. I've done a bunch of things I shouldn't have did. Um, you know, he's probably thinking I've helped ego kill all these children, you know right. what I mean, or whatever. And I, 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 there's nothing redeemable about me right now at this point in time. You know, that that was a moment where I think in the hero's journey, if we kind of consider that the cave moment mm-hmm. in the cell, you know, yeah. it's like they, they, there's a little turning of the corner, you know, that he's starting to uh, understand that, you know, the consequences and the results of how he has lived his life. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of wanting to be a part of the tribe. So young men uh, want to be a part of the tribe, so they join gangs or they made you know, be, being a, a fraternity, um, wanting to be a part of the tribe. But, you know, that's, again, the the uninitiated mm-hmm. men. Uh, the gangs are uh, uninitiated men. Fraternities are uninitiated men. Yep. Um, uh, even military uh, guys can be uninitiated. That Just because you have a gun doesn't make you a man. Right. You know, just because you're tough doesn't make you a man. So Yandu, to me was the one example of where men want to be a part of the tribe and they they don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. they'll do whatever it takes, but then, of course, they're not doing the healthy or the right things uh, to really transform them into uh, being a man. Mm-hmm. There's still the boy in the, the man's body. Uh, you know, there's that. You can really tell that um, in all of the, the guys that follow Yandu, right? It's, it's just, you know, a hodgepodge of, of guys... Um, that haven't matured, you yeah, know, they're, yeah. they're, they got older bodies, yeah. but they're just not initiated. And it's funny that I, I didn't even think about this, but his, I can't remember the guy's name, but his first mate or the, the guy that ends up being his captain. Right. Like all he wanted to do was be, Hey man, you treat Quill with all this respect and always make excuses for him and always cover him even when he's abandoned us, but you don't do that for the rest of us. Right. Right. And so he's like, yo, I want to be your son too. Co- right. Without yeah. saying that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And even when he has remorse about like, yo, I got all my friends killed. I wasn't trying to start a mutiny. I just wanted you to hear me. And say like, hey man, damn it, I'm your son too. You right, know what I'm exactly. saying? Like the prodigal son, like, yo, that dude runs off and does whatever. Dad, I'm with you here every day. And you know, the prodigal son story, you know, if if you, you know, read those books, but he's just like, yo, like, man, you're here every day and you enjoy the benefits of being my son. This dude left and he came back and it's like, yo, like, we should celebrate that. You know right. what I mean? We Absolutely. should be happy about that Absolutely. thing or whatever. And it's just like though again, all these uninitiated men in uninitiated men, all of these wounds, and everybody's just crying out, Love me, love me, love me, love, love me, me, love me, love me. Yeah. And and that is so uh, important for us to understand because um so now you have an, an un, uninitiated older male, mm-hmm. um, looks older, right? Mm-hmm. But on the inside, not mature, mm-hmm. not fully developed as a man, yet these other younger men are looking to this older man, boy in a man's body mm-hmm. for the love yep. that they want and desire that they didn't get from their fathers. And so this gets perpetuated, yeah. right? You know, the difference I find in being initiated as a man um, for men is that um, when you are uh, initiated, you're not only father to your children, you're father to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, there's this sense of fatherhood that is different it just creates a sense that okay how can i take this person this young person or younger person that is working with me or maybe uh i you know uh, as a 
kid in the neighborhood or someone and how can I encourage him to be the best that he he can be mm-hmm. you know that he doesn't have to live up to some stereotypical idea and image of a man you know just pulling out of every young man a young person uh their true qualities mm-hmm. and say okay you can be the best you right yeah right yeah and i think that's what again what the you know we're going to do the series in the future on the king warrior magician lover right and and the king tends to be the more father um, closer to the father archetype because he's a he's not only a king but he's the father to the nation mm-hmm. so to speak and the kingdom and so it, it's really understanding that when we are initiated and we feel that sense of 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 uh, self and fullness in our masculine understanding of who we are then we want to share that with everyone and we want to bring that out of them mm-hmm. every person you know mm-hmm. that we meet you know it's like we are now the father to everyone yeah yeah i i i it, i slept on that i i slept yeah. on you know what i mean just like as we're talking all these you know things are coming to me and when i watch it again and again and again like just being mindful of like yo like yeah you it, i feel like that's like you said gangs pirates like all of these dudes that are in groups and want to be loved and appreciated and and to feel a part of something end up in this seedy part of life right right because you know the i don't know what the draw is i guess it seems is our our responsible dudes just not like in a position to to carry on these bands of me i mean think about peter pan you know you think about like captain hook and all of his you know misfits you know what i mean like you know they they probably we're in the same situation. This older dude, he seems like a tough guy, somebody you want to be like. And so Hook is going to be this guy that comes and gets all of these these soldiers. And they all become his little mini pirates. You know what I mean? And it seems like, why aren't the healthy men that are about something that are doing the things? Well, I mean, clearly you were doing it, but it doesn't seem like there's not a lot of use. Like, I've done that stuff in the community, right, whatever. And right. People like us probably do it. But why isn't there more men like us that absolutely are to, you know what i mean I, that's I the big question it's, it's, where where are the real initiated men yeah. and you know all of those groups you know talk about captain hook mm-hmm. peter pan um you know yandu his followers you know anytime you know you get an example of that it just is the you know the arrow is pointing towards father hunger mm-hmm. it's like i want to be a man how mm-hmm. can i be a man mm-hmm. you know i need a i need someone to lead and guide me and show me what it means to be a man and the idea here is that you know we think well if if i join a gang then I'll, that'll make me a man mm-hmm. and 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 that's what i saw in the streets in new york it's like these young boys 6 15 16 years old coming into their own wanting to be a man mm-hmm. um not having a father or or healthy initiated mm-hmm. men to show them how they join gangs right and they would say well my big brother uh, you know they uh, it's a chinese term since i work with main, mainly asian gangs is dai lo mm-hmm. which is big brother and they would say my you know my dai lo looks out for me mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and he takes care of me yeah. and and what are you talking about here i'm like uh, you know these are parenting qualities right right yeah right yeah. like he's looking out for you he's taking care of you he's he's giving you food he's providing you with money you know he's actually being a parent you know but of course this is a distortion right and, right. and, and they have something up their sleeves that they want from you right, right. they're, yeah. they're going to take advantage and yeah. use these young kids you know yeah. but um but what are these young guys looking for parenting yeah, yeah. you know fathering this that shows up like we're so this is a whole nother podcast like this is so rich but right. it shows up in so many different 
places, right? So if you have religions, like I saw a documentary, Vice, you watch Vice? No. Iceland, they have no. a lot of different documentaries, but there's one particular one, and this is not about Muslim shaming or anything like that, but it was talking about how you have these older clerics or imams, the guys that are shady dudes, the right. ISIS dudes, or right. whatever, and they're the ones convincing these younger dudes to blow themselves up and do all these different things. But it's like the same thing. Like these young boys are looking for a relationship with these older guys. They're the spiritual guys. They're the community leaders, these people that they look up to, but they have their own agenda. I want the, I'm not going to blow myself up. I'm not going right. to, you know what I'm saying, harm myself. So I'm going to get these little boys, fill their minds up and their heads up with all these different things. And they're the foot soldiers. Same with the gangs. But right. also, but we don't consider this. What about the corporate life? What about these right. people in the suits and ties, yes, right? Yes, these bankers, absolutely. these doctors, not doctors, sir, sir, but like bankers and politicians and all these different people who have these positions, right? right? And they are using those positions to speak to younger dudes and to raise them up and to fill their heads up with stuff, but they have agendas that they want them to push. Right. It's not that they particularly care about them, but they have an agenda that they want to forward. And they get these gullible young dudes that are looking for these father figures to push their agenda. Again, whether it's politics, whether it's banking, whether it's whatever, whether it's Wall Street. And you get these people to buy into these ideas while you sit at the top and they're doing all of this dirty work. But we don't consider that to be an issue. But gangs are an issue because you can see it and it's in the forefront. Yeah, right. Right. Um, Well, with Yandu, I think that that's evident there, you know, as well, because it's it's it was more like a gang. and. And these guys were following him, yeah. and yet he he didn't realize what he could have had mm-hmm. if he just had cared about people yeah. and been a more caring, loving individual. Yeah. You know, uh, to really embrace what it means to be a man and to to be a father. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was really um, impactful on uh, Quill's life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that stuff was wild. Okay, all right, so let's jump into the and we. I think we need an op- uh, episode of like the contrast of like ego. And Yandu, and then the effect that it had on you know what I right. mean. But we can we'll talk about it now. All right, so right. ego, ego, ego. So ego, I'll let you go first because you were excited, and I you know I shut it down to talk about Rocket. Um, but well, e- with ego, mm-hmm. you know, I the this is again um, men with power mm-hmm. misusing their power, yeah. and power does not equate masculinity. Mm-hmm. Power does not equate. Um, success you know in the sense of being a successful male um uh initiated male mm-hmm. i'm talking about healthy male here um because you can see an ego how he you know he spreads his seed everywhere mm-hmm. right and um he wants to to have this control over uh, people and and then he creates a planet i guess with power mm-hmm. right but he's lonely mm-hmm. You know, he's isolated. He's by himself. Right. And he and he he then finds Quill Mm -hmm. and tries to take his son and and say, okay, you can be like me, Mm -hmm. which is all which was all of the wrong examples of what (laughs) you could be as a father. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And so it just really struck me that 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 ego was uh a good example of what it means to have, uh, you know, of, of, of course, the name ego. Right, right, of right, course, right. right. That you should know, have been clear, you know, you know oh, too much ego. Your name right. is ego, huh? Right, okay. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, this is the narcissistic type mm-hmm. of, you know, man who thinks that everyone should uh, uh, look up to him and, yeah. and admire him, yeah. right? You yeah. know, and it's just, it's just pure narcissism. Not only was he putting his seed in women, 
but he was also putting his seed on these planets, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? And this dude, I mean, his whole thing is like, yo, I, I so the background on ego, if you want it, you want yes, it? Yes, yes. So he's a sentient being who was uh, created shortly after the Big Bang or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And he realizes that he's just floating matter or whatever. He realizes that he can... Uh, combine like matter and things to make stuff right so he's a being that makes a planet around himself you know right, what i mean right. so when they show the part where like the brain is kind of moving or whatever i guess that's the best way to kind of get humans to understand you know what he is and so he's just imagine he's this being that just exists and is floating around there's other sentient beings that also existed and you know they had wars back in the day and supposedly in the marvel universe or whatever he was possible he sentient beings were uh responsible for creating humankind and then the x gene right mm -hmm. they created the mutants or whatever the case may be um and so like you have this entity that creates a world around him to kind of shape you know just to give him form or whatever and then he could also create these forms and these beings that could take on other life forms i.e why he was able why he had to come back every so often because it was only like a battery charged piece of himself Oh, so, I see. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. So he couldn't. That's why it's like, well, why did you leave your mom? Well, I had to come back because I could only be gone so long because it's just it's just a form of who he is. you know, right. It's not the core of what it was. So, you know, people just need to see stuff. So in order to have sex with a human or other beings, you need a body or whatever to create. Right. You know, right. To be yeah, yeah. You can't just float as some matter and show up like, yeah, <laughs> right. let me put some in you. You know what I'm right. saying? Uh, so it's kind of like, you know, and he says he went out to find these different lives and he pretty much realized that people are stupid or 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 image or beings are dumb or they're worthless or whatever and so like I just want to exist and I'm going to overtake everything that exists because I'm more important than everything else like that doesn't even make sense so when you're done destroying all these worlds and all these universes it'll just be you and your son right right and potentially you probably kill your son because you just wanted to just be you and what kind of life is that like you don't even make sense you know what I mean your end goal People are pathetic. Humans are pathetic. Life forms are pathetic. I'm the best thing that ever existed, so I'm going to go ahead and destroy everything so that I can just be out here. And I'm getting, maybe he would have created other beings in his image, potentially. Maybe. Right. Doesn't this sound a little bit like what's happening in America today? <laughs> oh, well, my God. You know, I don't, you know, uh, let's not go there. All but, right, yes. Yeah, but I hear you yeah, on that. Man. Oh, ouch. Right. But anyway, just the, just the idea that as a person, human, man, sentient being or whatever— the the object wasn't to have children so that you could love them and they could love you. It was to use them for the purpose of <laughs> destroying the universe. You know what I mean? And when they didn't fulfill that goal, you killed. You literally killed them. Right. And it was thousands of bodies. I mean, people say hundreds, but that scene with all those bones, it had to be thousands. Yes. You know right, what I mean? Yes. Thousands of thousands of bodies. And it's just like, what kind of person, father, parent are you to where your children can't do what you need them to do for your own self ambition and self desires and you destroy them and you kill them like that's what's happening right now yeah and i think it leads to the idea that yandu was saying like you know hey he was he was your father but he wasn't your daddy right you know what i mean right. and he had no intentions of being a daddy i, I honestly think he would have killed quill at, at the end after he was finished doing what he was doing because it was what was the point of him being there right he, you fulfilled your mission i needed another celestial to do what I needed to do or whatever. Right. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just a, you know, just the idea that you can, you can, for me, the idea that I got is like, you can want a father. He wanted somebody to play catch with. They have the scene where they playing catch. Yes. With all I, that, right? I thought that was so ironic. Yeah. Though, right. You know, right. it's like this, this ego ultimately using this, yeah. uh, using Quill, but I'm going to play the role of father yeah. so I can kind of draw you in. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's really,
a little bit of uh, deception there. Yeah, you know? and it's, it's funny. Like, you see this all the time. Like, in, you know, you have, like, these guys who become famous athletes or get rich or whatever, then their dads just pop up all of a sudden. They want to be in there, you know what I mean, and act like their dads again. But then often you hear they just wanted something or they just wanted some money or they just, you know what I mean? Like, they had no intentions whatsoever of rekindling that relationship to be to rekindle it. It was just like, yo, oh, you got money now, and I'm just want to pop up and be in your life, and so he got just ego just got traded to the point, right? I, you know, I ain't gonna wait a couple of days. I'm gonna just get this in right now, right? Um, and it's just like, you know, I I felt bad for Quill because like, you know, all your life you want your father, mm-hmm. you want him to be there, you want him to be in your life, even to where he's getting on Gamora, like the classic, like, oh, you're just mad because I got my daddy and he's making me whole and complete, and she was like, yo, well, we were that. We we are supposed to be your family, right? And now you got this guy showing up, and so her skepticism is right. But he just like it's it's a sad situation where you finally think you found it, only to be faced with oh, my dad is a dick, right? And he's actually trying to kill me and everyone else and all my friends. Well, and and to summarize, um, just because of time, okay. you know, uh, I think that one of the themes here in this movie is that you can, if if your father, if you have father wounds, and most likely we do, um, that we can, we can recognize that there are initiated men around us and you know we do have to spend some time looking and understanding ourselves and then maybe finding initiated men and then you know that that yandu played the role of of father Mm -hmm. real genuine father and i love this quote um that yandu had which was uh when he was um talking to uh quill he was like you know, he may he may have been your father boy, but he wasn't your daddy, and that's Yandu. You know, and and you know Yandu had it in him, although uninitiated himself. There was that side of him that wanted, that protected Quill, and I think that it's important to understand that for any any of our listeners here, that if you don't feel that your father, certainly, I mean, please work on your relationship with your father as much as you can. But if your father can't provide what you need so that you're not constantly disappointed and let down by that, you know, just understand your father's limitations. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think we all have to Mm -hmm. understand our father's limitations and then understand that he can only, you know, as a father, he can only give us what he has been given and what he's learned. And if he hasn't learned much or if he hasn't been given much that, that we can just accept him for who he is. But, that we can also find healing, greater healing in connecting with the tribe, with other men who are seeking to be initiated, with other men who are initiated mm-hmm. and being mentored and and um, being invested in by other men who have a, maybe have a more of a wisdom, have more of a, uh, a broader experience and not shaming ourselves because of our fathers, but understanding that, you know, that men can be mentored. You know, one of my favorite um, sayings was that, you know, uh, from uh, John Eldridge is that, you know, masculinity is bestowed. It doesn't come from the world of women. It comes from the world of men or in the company of men, you know, and so we can turn to other men and to, and to get, you know, to find healing as a father. Yeah. And I think for me, my take, my takeaway was just the idea that a real dad sacrifices his own life. Right. Yandu was like, yo, I know what I got to do. 
You mm. know what I mean? From the jump. And he was telling, I think he told Rocket, like, don't take this moment from me. Like, I haven't done a lot of stuff right, but this is what I'm going to do. Y'all go yeah. ahead. I'm going to do it. And he was like, I only got one pack, you know? And yeah. he was like, that's all right. You know what I mean? And it's just like, he blasts off in outer space. He stays there. Like, he knows he's going to die. Like, there's no, like, he wasn't looking for a way out. He wasn't looking for a way around it. This was his moment to make peace for all the stuff that he did, for allowing all those kids to be killed by ego or whatever the case may be, and to really show Quill, like, like the line. Like, we keep saying the same line. Like, I'm your daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I am the one. Right. And this is what I'm willing to do. Right. That guy that's your biological father wanted to take your life. But me as your daddy... I want to make sure that I sacrifice my own so that you could live. Yes. You know. And did you see that in the scene where he's comforting, yeah. you know, with his hands, he's yeah. comforting his um, Quill's, you know, uh, sheer, you know, and ang- um, what do you call that? Um, desperation, yeah. you know, yeah. like, I don't want you to die. Don't leave me now mm-hmm. kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, but he knows he's going to die and he comforts him yeah. in his last moments. Yeah. And uh, that was so touching. Yeah. I mean, it almost brought a tear to me yeah you know it's like it was tough you know it's really tough yeah yeah. it's but you know he made the ultimate sacrifice and to me that's what an initiated man is you know um the ultimately we we give of ourselves and we pour into others um now if we're not initiated and we're doing that we're probably trying to get something out of it Mm -hmm. you know but in reality initiated men are uh uh you know generative and they create life they don't take away life they want to give life and yeah. and they want to be planted you know so that they're giving off life you know and i just think that 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 quill just or yandu just exemplified this yeah, yeah. so the ooh, nuggets man right yeah i know this was really powerful this yeah. um this movie and yeah. to me it really touched me and you know, again speaking to young men and men all men that are listening to this podcast you know if you have these wounds and you can't understand why, you know, the reasons for your hurt or your anger and all these things. It's so important to find someone that will help you and not to real, uh, not to think that you have to do it on your own. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yes. You um, get, get help, you yeah. know. Yep. You hit it on the head. That's what we're here for. Yep. Right. We play a part in that. And then you also need to get mentors. You also need to find other guys, you know, one or two or a tribe. Right. That you can be a part of and where you can make up for maybe deficiencies um and or just better yourself i mean maybe you had a good father but there's still some things missing right you know right, what i mean absolutely like you mentioned the limitations we all have our limitations right. we all have our blind spots and so in order to become whole and to become well-rounded sometimes you need additional absolutely. pieces to fit in your puzzle absolutely all right so this was awesome thank you yeah no thank you okay i well i enjoyed it and you're, uh-huh. you you have such a wealth of knowledge i appreciate I mean, it i just i just got a lot of time to not do things that are important like <laughs> no, read comic, read comic good, books and, this is good stuff okay this is really <laughs> good stuff all right stuff that got me yelled at as a kid it's coming yeah, in handy okay now, it's right? really coming coming in handy i appreciate okay. that okay uh, all of those scoldings were worth it right? <laughs> all the shame for loving my right. comic oh, books yeah, and, there and you checking go. out a reality all right well i'm john parker and i'm dr daniel david and this has been another episode of of myths and men yes thank you for listening to of myths and men podcast if you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching please don't hesitate to reach out to us Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Our web address is ofmythsandmen.com. And again, that's spelled O-F-M-Y-T-H-S 
A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Thank you for listening.